Let's run it. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we got John Kelly on the mic. We got Mecca on the mic today and our lovely guest. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who we got in the house? Uh, Michael Rocha. <laughs> <laughs> you, sure, you sure that's your name, man? Yeah, just I don't know if that's my name or not. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tasteful Living. We are uh, going to introduce this man right here, Michael, with uh, this beautiful meal that brings him back to a certain period of time in his life, as well as, uh, you know, crazy moments and, and, and what that looks like for him. But before we jump into that, though, Mike, I know we want to give you, you know, the full time to really talk about everything you got going on. Just some housekeeping items. Um, definitely, if you have not tapped in into our IG YouTube channel, uh, please follow us at our lovely IG handle, Tasteful Living underscore podcast. Please. Uh, we love to hear feedback. Um, anything that we could use to make our show and movement better would be greatly appreciated. Um, so once again, that. IG handle is going to be tasteful living underscore podcast and the link in the bio leads you to our YouTube channel as well so if you really want to see this lovely plate that we have in front of our guest please tap into our YouTube channel as well indeed indeed you'll see the the slight makings of it etc um, but hey let's get it going let's get it cracking let's get it cracking <laughs> so Mr. Michael Rocha yes sir tell us about this mill you know what I mean tell us about what we got here. What we got going on? We got the the California roll, yeah, and and uh, yeah, Kelly and uh, San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. There idea. we go. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah, right. Antonio, my, my my hometown. Hey, hey, so here he goes. So, so we got years. the San Antonio roll, the California roll, right here for him. Where did this 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 takes you back? But hold on, before we do that, mm -hmm. let, me, let me let me reverse here. Let's Pause. actually let's actually. Take a bite of this. Yeah, I'm hungry. And let this <laughs> <laughs> and let this let this marinate for a second for his his memory to been, kick been in. Looking at it, like, we've been sitting here yeah, looking at it looking for a at while. It. I feel like you've been salivating. I know. I'm sitting there. It's like about to be an ASMR video. Uh, man, I'm telling you, right? <laughs> well, let's go ahead, man. Right, like, go ahead. Man, dive guess into first. This. Guess first. Yes. Yes. Just let, let us know. Then you got. I said high school um, before, but middle school. Um, friends of mine, I guess you could say, that were well off, um, predominantly white families. Um, I was like kind of the uh, the friend on the other side of the tracks, you could say, I guess. Word. But okay. um, we all went to Sushi Zushi. It was my first time at Sushi Zushi, um, but it wasn't my first time eating sushi. We, uh, My dad was in the military, or Air Force, 23 years, and so we went to uh, Japan right after I was born in Clovis, New Mexico. Um, so I know I had sushi, but I didn't remember it. Okay. So eating at Sushi Zushi with my friends for the first time, really, as like that I could remember, um, I didn't know what to order, right? So... You're like looking. I'm looking at my boy and like other people. Everybody else is ordering. What you order? Hey, what, what's on your? Yeah, plate? I'm like, what are you? What are you getting? What you looking at? Uh, I was like, yeah, I'll just try whatever you're getting. So Philadelphia roll, right? What? And uh, this is the most basic of sushi, right? Cream cheese, cucumber, rice, 
whatever, whatever. But um, it just it made me think like, damn, this is this is how people like this is like this is that upper class. People, yeah, people eat this. Like people <laughs> this eat this. Is, you know, this like like daily. You know what I mean? I'm like, how, how often do y'all eat this? Is this like a treat? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> to, for me, it was a treat. My parents gave me a little bit of money. Nice. They're like, here you go. You know, like I think it's like forty bucks. And uh, yeah, that's a treat. Like most people go, yeah, go to the candy so, store, oh, we get, go to we the get candy the store to get like a lollipop. Yeah, here. I'm gonna go grab sushi as my treat. Well, so it was it was a group of us because we like this, you know the, the football players and the cheerleaders. We all hang out. Mm-hmm. Football players date cheerleaders, mm-hmm. um, and so it was, it was just kind of a big group of friends of us, a big group of friends or whatever. Um, but basically, we were just. Uh, Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, I, I need to eat take something, man. Yeah, take, 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 take a bite of this real quick, yo. Like, this man is hungry. Food. <laughs> God, like, I, need, I need to eat. Just like some clean food here. Not a bad job. I can't lie. Little flashback. Our food. I mean, it'd be sitting here smacking on the mic, but uh, <laughs> but y'all, we're just diving in on this right now. Quick little food break. I was right. hungry. A little quick little food break. A little snack. A little snacky snack. But continue on, Mike. So then that brings back the memory right there, right? Mm-hmm. Taking a bite. The first time I remember actually tasting it, but um, they all dare. I didn't know what wasabi was. Mm. <laughs> And so they're mm. like, the, try that. <laughs> I was like, what is this, avocado? <laughs> <laughs> so I took the chunk of wasabi. Don't tell me. <laughs> they thought it was a joke. They thought it was funny because it was my first time at a sushi restaurant in middle school. I'm like 12 years old, I think. <laughs> Burnt the shit out of my mouth. I believe it. Um, it was terrible. I was like, what is this? Like like asking for water, trying to, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get it off. Mm-hmm. It was the worst, man. But so... It was a good memory though, because it's funny. I think about it now, and I'm like, uh, you know, like I, I'll be, I, I, if you go out to eat with somebody, and they've never had sushi, it's kind of something you. <laughs> it's something that just has to be done. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even I got no, that absolutely. done to me when I was young. I know. Nice scoop of it, like. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now I don't. I don't eat burn it. Burn your nose. I, I don't even it. mess with it. You don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. at all. No. I I love it. Because of that. Damn. It's like it's like PTSD. a little bit of trauma there. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I love the burn. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. I know you do. <laughs> Look at. No, bro, eat, <laughs> bro. eat the hottest foods, bro. I don't know how um, you do it. I love yeah, spicy food, man. Spicy I, love food. Spicy I don't know. Food. There's certain things that I just don't even Mm-mm. think about trying. I can't mess with. Mm-hmm. I can't enjoy it. It's too hot. To a pepper, just I gotta have it's it. Cold-blooded, man. It's like I'm addicted to spicy food. <laughs> My stomach has adjusted to it in some forms of way. I hope that I don't, you know, if I die from it, I'm going to die happy at least. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Talk to him. <laughs> Talk to him. But no, that's great, man. Like, um, it is definitely different when you think about uh, different foods that people tend to eat at different levels of life, mm-hmm. and definitely, you know, coming from you know humble beginnings, um, sushi was definitely not something you've seen until you you know yeah. you're around a certain crowd. Yeah, I didn't, I, d- I didn't even think of sushi until I was probably like 17 years old mm-hmm. and went to my first Asian restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, well, so growing up Hispanic, right? 
my mom cooks, you know, Mexican food. That's pretty much all I really ate other than, like, whatever else she would bring home. But, you know, like, once I, once I finally started expanding my, like, palate and taste buds, I realized, like, man, there's, there's some great food out there. And, I mean, sh- I didn't get this big because I got a thyroid problem, you know what I mean? I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat. So, um Hey, another man that knows how to another man that knows how to cook too. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, this man knows how to throw down love, without a doubt. Love to cook. I love seeing the smile on people's face when they uh, on their faces that's when they try feeling. my food. That's yeah. a great feeling. I think uh, just I think that's another another aspect that people don't even think about too is that it's not only you know the memory that it creates for you, but it's the memory that it creates for others. Yeah, like you know if you're able to cook a meal for you know a loved one or a family member, someone who uh, a friend who might be on hard times mm-hmm. who you know, may have just moved in town, whatever the case may be, whatever the situation we may be, and you mm-hmm. invite them over and like, hey, bro, you know, just come over, you know, let me just cook dinner for us and mm-hmm. just give you a moment to chill. Yeah. You know, things like that go a long way in building bonds and friendships that really last for a lifetime. So yeah. I break think that's really important to bring up. Break bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always got to break bread. Always. Always. One Always. of the best, one of the best ways to bond with somebody is over food. Hey, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. But tell us about how did this meal continue on for your journey what did that mean for you as, as of right now uh, so it, ju- it showed me that there's finer things in life I mean some people take it for granted right there's there are people out there that can't afford to go to a nice restaurant nice Japanese restaurant sushi restaurant you know and it kind of I wouldn't say drove me but I mean you know you, once you get the taste you're like I want to I like this yeah. I want I want to continue I want it again Right, and so I've I've eat, I've ate at some of the best restaurants, you know, living in New York, um, going to Philippe Chow, Peter Luger, um, Quality Meats. These are all like really nice high end restaurants in New York. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Robert, he's actually he's actually the person that's introduced me to a lot of like fine dining and did introduce me to a lot of fine dining. Um, sorry. Ugh. Comfortable, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm seeking like, into this couch over here. Let my voice fade away, <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> so living, living here in Dallas now, um, I'm you know fortunate enough to stay with uh, a really good friend of mine, also at uh, Thompson, and we go to Monarch, some of the best steak, the best risotto I've ever had. Um, and I didn't know what risotto was for a long time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what a tomahawk, you know, like certain cuts of meat. Oh, man, a tomahawk. Oh, my God. I have yet to experience a tomahawk, to be honest. Uh, So it's when it's when it's made right. You know, what I mean, I I like I like smoke or grilling it myself on personally. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I I do a really good tomahawk. But one of my favorite cuts is actually a tenderloin. And if you cook it right and if you grill it right, it's like butter. Right. Sometimes you'll go somewhere and you're disappointed if you're if you're a really good cook. Oh man, you know what I mean. You're disappointed and you're like, I paid for this, right? Uh, you know what I mean. Ooh. But I've been there. Yeah, I've, I've definitely. Been That's there. upsetting. That is so upsetting. <laughs> That's upsetting. I'm like, I, I, I don't even this. like going to steak places like just how because much money of that did we fact. Yeah. Like, I just look at your plate, plate just uh, disgusted. Yeah, like, <laughs> upset. I can do, do something. I could have done this at home. Literally, <laughs> I just dropped 120 on yeah, a steak. Yeah, exactly. I could have made 10 of these steaks and they all be better. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. I have. But they, so yeah, that yeah. actually, that is yeah. something I tried uh, recently. Um, I was like, you know what? Let me try to air fry a, mm-hmm. a tenderloin. Came out 
it's amazing. Really good. Yeah. Good believe. Really I mean, I it. you know like let it rest, room temperature, um, seasoned it, you know, salt, pepper, threw it in there. What came out good? Couldn't believe it. Oh man, you making me hungry. I know. I was I'm just telling I'm like, it's <laughs> funny though. I was literally just telling Mac earlier. I was like, yo, I might have to make some steaks tonight for yeah. real. He did say real. that. Bro, I'm down. Yeah, hey, hey, look at that. Look at that. We might that. have some steaks tonight, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. We might have some steaks. Gotta get some good cuts. So, okay. Moving forward with this. Mm-hmm. Focus. Uh, is there any particular food that is associated with a bad experience that you can think of? So, because I've had so many nice and beautiful experiences around eating, no, nah, I mean I couldn't. I couldn't actually say that a bad experience has come from food. I guess maybe food poisoning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. Right? <laughs> no, actually, I've never been food poisoned. No? What? Really? Never been food poisoned. Huh? I try a lot of different things. But, uh, yeah, I've never been food poisoned. Hey, that's oh, good. you're the lucky one. Yeah. Well, you don't want it. No, no. you don't want that evil. That definitely sounds very unpleasant. No, uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. Like, so, like, I, I, I've gotten it from, like, undercooked chicken. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I didn't realize, I'm like, you know, especially with COVID going on, it's like, you know, this wasn't too long ago. And without getting too gra- graphic, <laughs> you know, I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, right? Right. My, my significant other at the time was like, are you okay? I was like, no. <laughs> like, turned into a big baby. We're like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big man. Real I'm tough. Quick. You know, I consider myself to be kind of tough. But yeah, I've seen you in some tough spots. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen turned into a big baby, spots. man. No, no, no. Yeah, it ain't no joke. Yeah, so, so I guess I guess that would be, you know, like the bad experience. That undercooked so. chicken that I had. Mm-hmm. The I, undercooked. I chicken. won't. I won't call them out, and I won't air them out like that, because I'm sure that it's a place that I liked, that I've had. I'd yeah. liked, you know, before I've ate plenty of times. Yeah. But I guess every now and then you you can't control who makes right. your food and facts, uh, facts, true. facts. Sometimes they get a little lazy, a little behind on, uh-huh. on something. Yeah. Skip, yeah. skip a part of the process. Uh-huh. Skipping part of the process, that is not what you want to do. Yeah. Then that pertains towards life itself. Yep. Yeah. Shortcuts. Not everybody can, you know, not everybody can take shortcuts to be able to jump, you know, a couple steps forward in life. You got to make sure you take the the smaller steps. Mm -hmm. You can take the shortcuts if you want, but at some point, you know, karma is real. For me, not everyone believes in karma, but I think in certain aspects, if certain things come around, they go back around the same kind of way. Oh, no, I I definitely. Everything comes back full circle. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know, what energy you put out. Is what you're going to receive. That's oh, yeah. how I see it. That's a daily lesson for me. I think yes, energy is important. Sure. And kind of checking your frequency at the door, whatever situation you're in. I know I'm, I mean, we can all speak to it. I can speak to it now. Like, it's just one of those things where, you know, your frequency changes with your mood. And mm-hmm. that can affect the people around you, can affect how you make your next decision that affects the rest of your day. Absolutely. Just, yeah. So it's just one of those things oh, yeah. you got to make sure you keep in check. For sure. Points. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I try to. That's one of my biggest battles every day. Um, it's really just checking myself whenever I'm, you know, speaking to anybody or, or, you know, interacting with like a, a customer mm-hmm. or, or just anyone, you know, family, significant other, the mother of my child. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I gotta, I gotta <laughs> check myself constantly <laughs> to be like, you know, just, just ch- check your tone, man. You know, like, honestly, I'm not to like, you know, divvy off because I know we got an agenda and uh-huh. I, you know, I love where the convo is going, but I think you just highlighted on something. We all laughed about it, but I think. Me and you talked off air in terms mm-hmm. of the way 
the way you treat, you know, the mother of your child is important in terms of the development of your daughter. Very. And I think that something that's not utilized as much um, because, you know, when you look at a little child, you don't really think they're taking in what's really going on or you're just not conscious of them being within the environment of when you do, you know, lose your ish, you know, I'm not going to curse. Yeah, for sure. You lose <laughs> your ish or whatever the case may be. But I thought that was kind of powerful when you said that because that's also part of the self-development that we were talking about too. Mm-hmm. Like being able to be mature enough to know like, yo, like, yeah, I have this relationship that I have to maintain, but it's also important that I demonstrate and create a relationship that needs to be repeatable mm-hmm. and something that my daughter can see as, okay, this is how Papa treated Mama when you were young, yeah. mm-hmm. and this is how it always should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it, what I mean? It changed me a lot. Yeah, both of y'all have daughters. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so. a, you know, there's a, there's a, a good understanding that comes with that. Um, I mean, everybody can be a product of their environment, you know, and that's, of course, part of your upbringing. And when it comes to a child, their, man, their first 11, 12 years of their life is really important to demonstrate how a person is supposed to be treated, man or woman. And um, that example alone is huge. You know, it could affect them negatively, negatively or positive. Of course. You know, that's how you get different types of people that are, you know, with their upbringings, whether they are very mad, angry, aggressive type of person because of how their upbringing was. Yeah, I, I mean, I, uh-huh. I used to be. I used to be a pretty, you know, angry kid growing up, just pop off and, you know, whatever, you know, just angry, just, just quick to anger, you know what I mean? And, and what I've tried to do is change myself over the years as I've gotten older and as, as, as I've gotten away from the examples in my life, not blaming anyone, of course, but, you know, your, your rearing and your upbringing is really what, you know, molds you as an, uh, for adulthood, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and that's mm-hmm. why I, I, I've had this conversation with, um, with my, with the mother of my child. I don't like saying baby mama. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that term. Is that a cultural thing? I don't know. I don't know I, like, people really call me baby mean. daddy or they put BD or whatever, you know, like, or they put, you know, well, how's your BM? I'm like, my BM, my bowel movement? Like, what? Yeah. My, the mother of my, my child? Like my bowel movement? I feel yeah. like, I, I feel like that term is used when the other person is not really in that child's life. In a negative, that's in a negative, really, yeah, it's in a, a negative, negative way. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a negative notation to it for mm-hmm. sure. Mm. I feel like, oh, don't, don't say baby daddy. No, yeah. I am my daughter's father. Yeah. You and know, she, I'm she's a, I'm a, I'm a, she's I'm the same father. way. She's the same way. She she yeah. uh, she makes sure to say you know when she's speaking to somebody, and I I check myself as well. Um, when she's speaking to somebody about me, she says the mother or the father of my child, um, or her father. You know, like, and we both show that same respect. Um, and we've had conversations about it. Uh, you know, I I had to talk to her and be like, hey, you know, I'd apologize, um, for the treatment that I've uh, given her in the past. Mm. Because I want my I want my daughter, I want I want to treat her mother the way my do- I want my daughter to be treated. Yep. You yep. know, so that's that's helped change me in a very significant way. Yeah, it's powerful, man. That and speaking of food, yeah, my, my daughter loves <laughs> loves food. She's a great palate. Foodie, foodie already. Yeah, already strawberries. Love it. Uh, yeah, fruits, vegetables. Like she's. She's a good eater. Okay. That's good. Okay. That's good. Okay. Uh, she's she's been introduced to like sweets and stuff now. The mm-hmm. grandparents mm-hmm. spoil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the grandparents, that, man. That's naturally going to happen. My grandparents never really 
gave me sweets. I was fortunate to know my grandmothers before they passed away. I never got a chance to meet my grandfathers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But my grandmothers weren't really big on sweets, but they were just really big on getting you fat. Uh-huh. So making sure that you had multiple plates. That's my mom. Like you're just not one. <laughs> like, oh no, 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 you're too small. Yeah. Like you, you need to eat more. You, you, you need to eat you more. And obviously, there's that, yeah, there's that language barrier because a lot of we come, obviously coming from the Nigerian culture. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I we speak Igbo. I understand it, but I don't speak it as fluently. But I can understand like, and you know, there's certain things where she'll say like, you know, you need to eat more. Like, no, you're too skinny. Yeah. Like, you need to eat more. Yeah. Are you sure? You sure you're good? Mm-hmm. No, no, you're not good. Here's a little more. Here's a little more. Here's more. So it's kind of one of those things like that brings them joy when you eat their food oh, yeah. um, as mm-hmm. compared to the opposite. If you decide, you know, not to eat their food. And that was really a big thing even for for us whenever we did visit Nigeria, knowing that my grandmas were there. Like you, there's always a level of comfort because uh-huh. you know the food there is prepared by hands that. Made with love. Right. Yeah. M- oh, made yeah. with love, oh. not coming from a negative place, like yeah. a trustworthy place where yeah. you know like only her hands have touched it. And it's safe to eat it. Yeah. Like you feel a level of comfort when you go home, and you know you, you kind of miss that aspect when you you know when you visit places like that, and those elders are no longer there. It's mm-hmm. kind of like it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. So, at least in my culture. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so understandable. Yeah, food. I mean, just food in, in many different cultures. I mean, I come from Hispanic culture, of Mexican and Puerto Rican. Just found out about Puerto Rican not too long ago, but. That's a whole other story. What, what outlet did you okay. use to find that out? <coughs> what outlet did you use to find that out? Uh, none. none. I, I don't, okay. Yeah, I, will, you know, I, will, you know, I won't do that 23andMe okay. stuff, bro. I'm okay. not doing all that. You're not taking I my... I just <laughs> had to ask. No, 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 no. So I I, this is a discussion ask. I had with my mom. I used to joke with my mom all the time. We're like we're like best friends, man. Um, we used, I used to joke with her. I'd be like, I know I'm, I know I'm the milkman's baby, I don't know. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like I used to, the milkman. I used to mess with her, the postman, you know, the yeah. mailman or whatever, and uh, she she'd laugh it off or whatever. Oh, and man. then finally, I got a little older. He said the milkman. And yeah. <laughs> she just she was crying. We were eating. We were eating at uh, at Luby's. Like we used to used to go, you know, have meals all the time together. But it was before I was moving to New York, and uh, she told me she was like, "Well, what if what if I told you that um, you're." dad is not your your real dad and i was like it's all right mom you know she's crying while telling me this and i'm like you know it's okay you're my mom and my dad i love you like you've been my mom and my dad it doesn't matter i was like i love my dad who, who whose name i carry mm-hmm. um but it doesn't matter to me you know and she told me and, and that was that and uh but she told me my draw to new york was because my real father is from the bronx mm. and he's puerto rican and my biggest thing was i was like wait a minute like i'm half puerto rican like, like I I have felt a certain type of way yeah, right when I found it. that I out. Like, you got like something thinking I'm Puerto Mexican Rican the whole time. Nah, it's just yeah, that no, it's just it was just nah, it was just nah, different. Nah. It was different. Of it was course, we we respect all races on here. Exactly. Of course, we respect all races on here. For sure. Without it. For sure. No, that's cool though because I think even going back to John's initial question in terms of um, you know, can you think of a memory that was a negative memory or? an important memory, I consider that to be one. Because mm-hmm. I think you just oh, said yeah. it, sharing that over a meal, mm-hmm. you know, your mom being in a comfortable place with you, y'all's relationship, and then her having the conf- the confidence and the comfort level to tell you something like that. I mean, that's not hard. That's not easy for any. Yeah, I mean, any I was, no, not I was older. I was you yeah. know, 20, I was in my 20s. Yeah. It was in, uh, it could have easily went left. About eight years ago. Yeah, because it easily went left. Yeah, it was. It would have been like, I remember, I remember. Yeah, it would have been like very negative. 
So yeah, I mean, you know, and I think I would have taken it differently if I found out younger. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I said, I was I was hot tempered as a, as a kid. Still are. Yes, I, I get there every now and then. I'm right. working don't on it. Though, right? Don't let this don't let this cuddly teddy bear <laughs> yeah. fool you. This man. I mean, we, we all we all can be. When people come yeah, across the people the people that I care for, the people I love. You know, you've seen it. We're in Austin. Is the guy popping off at you like that? I was like, oh, right. Yeah, you know, I felt, I felt oh very God. safe. And I <laughs> was smiling the whole time because I knew if anything popped off, nobody was dropping. So I was cool with that. Oh, man. That's how that's how I've always been. Though. Like you know, it's just the people I care for, I care for, I love. You know what I mean? Right. And I consider y'all, you know, family. Familia. The friends that you, the fr- the family, the friends that you have are the family you choose, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Facts. Absolutely. Yeah, All right. Well, uh, we're gonna roll ahead and uh. Move on to this next category. I like to uh, announce is the rescuers down under. Rescuers. <laughs> so this one right here it is felt really good coming out just now. That's, I'm, I'm not gonna. Were you work on your vocals? Yeah, I was. Over yeah, yeah I was. I was, but you know, church is coming up. So. Going yeah. On. Yeah. Yeah. church is coming <laughs> up. So, you know. All right, well, look, look at here, look at here. So, can you think back to any experience or a person that helped you continue? projecting forward in your life that helped you along the way <sighs> my mom i gotta go back to back to my mom always the mom yeah right? always we can always come back to our mom somewhat sure. of a somewhat of a mama's boy i'll, I'll, uh, I'll wear that proudly <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah like i said she was my mother and my father so i learned a lot from her um with when it comes to like resilience right like the lady did everything she could to raise two teenagers and a what was that four years old at the time on her own she did everything she could and and that's what taught me that you basically always have to go out and just get it you gotta doesn't matter like you can't you can't just sit back and and hope that a problem will take care of itself like you have to come up with a solution so i've always been solution driven and i've always you know basically just tried to like heal myself from like like childhood trauma or whatever and then and be there for my daughter the way my mom was for me you know and that's my biggest my biggest thing is being there for her just being the best example i can be for her right on man i think we all got strong moms yeah sitting right here i know there's others that possibly don't exactly but they got someone that's a strong figure in their life um without a doubt so, I, but I definitely got to give a shout out to all the strong mothers out there, mm-hmm. all the strong individual, uh, single mothers at that, mm-hmm. uh, that are, are doing their thing. So, shout outs to y'all, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely deserve job. your flowers on that. Yeah. Um, man, from that moment though, uh, is there any like anything that you can think that you regret at a younger age? That you would want to change, that you feel like you have changed, even even if that to go back and basically tell a younger me, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I would go back and tell myself to breathe, like just breathe, chill out for a couple seconds, think about what you're about to say or do. Um, I think a lot of the times, a lot of times, we as a species are very. Uh, reactive or emotionally right mm-hmm. um 
I would go, I would definitely go back and tell myself just to breathe, count to ten, do something like. It's not that big a deal. It's gonna be all right. Everything will be all right. I mean that's true though. I mean mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of us do uh, have emotional reactions or let our emotions control mm-hmm. us before we make you know rational decisions. Yeah, yep. it's an everyday struggle for sure. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? And it's one of those things that you just learn. Like you said, like uh, over time, it's like it's you see it after the fact. So it's like twenty twenty after the fact. Like, oh, oh sure. you know, like hey man, I, I wish I was thinking in this frame of mind before I said this. Or I did that. Man, I could name countless situations of uh-huh. that. But the biggest and most important thing is making sure that you grow and you don't stay stagnant yeah. and you don't stay stubborn and locked into your ways. Because if you do then things tend to repeat themselves over and over again. And regardless if someone says that you're not growing or you're not, you know, moving in the direction that you need to be moving in, as long as you know that you are, as mm-hmm. long as you're taking notes and keeping receipts on your development. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. I mean, yeah, that's uh, self-awareness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Accountability. Account- oh, man, accountability. Oh in God. addition to resilience. Yes. In addition to all that. Absolutely. You get, uh, it takes resilience to be able to continue pushing forward, especially if you have, you know, you know, whether whoever it may be negative in your life or, you know, someone who's kind of a hindrance, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So, but not even if they don't, I mean, just obstacles in life in general, yeah. you know, are constantly providing obstacles for you in terms of not allowing you to move forward the way you want to move and it, bec- and it can become frustrating. Yeah. That's, so well, that's what we spoke about off camera, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. the anchor. Yep. That thing that brings you down, yep. right? Yep. You gotta, you gotta, uh, gotta, gotta be able to unhook. let it go. Yeah. 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 Self-awareness. Self-awareness. That is a a big thing that people fall short on is not being aware of. They don't know how to reflect on themselves. Trying to blame others. And want to blame others, For situations. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. And uh, and that's a big issue that a lot of people in society have. All you got is yourself. Self-awareness. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> accountability so accountability exactly. take accountability for what you do yeah. for your wrongs or whatever is happening in your life that is recurring or keeps happening etc learn how to reflect take the accountability and make the right moves to change yeah. if you want to grow yeah and allow yourself some grace as well of course yeah, oh, for sure. biggest part right too. there i think it goes back to what you're saying breathe because mm-hmm. i think that a lot of people don't allow themselves to, you know, make mistakes or want to, in their mind, want to make a mistake. They're like, yo, like, what I'm about to do right now is the right decision. I don't care what you have to say. This is it. That's whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should take a step back. Maybe this person or this situation is providing me with the answers that I need, but I'm just locked into my ways too much to be able to allow myself to see it. So... Yeah, Definitely man. been guilty of that. Yeah, man. And that's what it comes <laughs> down to breathing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we talked about that. <laughs> we talked yeah. about that. We're going to have to have, like, a different segment at some point for, like, yeah. like the G-rated version. Uh-huh. And we have, like, MA version yeah. over here yeah. at some point. Mature we'll, audiences. Well, mature audiences. Wow. Audience <laughs> right. No judgment. Yeah. No judgment. The unedited Yeah, version. there's definitely some stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, little one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, for my my future daughter. <laughs> oh man! Oh no! Older oh, older no. you when you see this. Oh yeah! Don't I judge. love you. Don't, don't judge. Don't judge. Your dad was only human. Yep. <laughs> oh, but even to tie, go back towards that conversation we had about the upbringing of your child, uh-huh. uh, it's that period of time 
you know, from one to twelve is what I'm saying. Oh is, yeah, is the fact of it's important to make sure you're not exactly hiding truth from them, but you are explaining to them and getting them and uh, get them to understand how the process of life is and what situations they might be in with you. Yeah, as long as they can understand the situation, they'll have a better like a better outcome of it because yeah. that's the biggest problem is, is that we don't a lot of uh, families don't talk to their children about situations that they're in and their children are seeing the situation mm -hmm. but they're not understanding so they're just going to sit there and interpret the way they can only interpret it yeah and which can be turned into a negative well, so direction. that's that's what's that's what's scary about sending your kids off to school right like oh. I'm sure you went through that with Lisa mm -hmm. I'll go through that with with Addie um, Society raises them, you know, once 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 they get into school, basically. Um, it's your job before them to, it's our job before them to, uh, to basically, um, sorry, I'm speaking, <laughs> speaking away from the mic. I'm not used to this. I'm over here speaking straight to you. Um, it's, our, it's our responsibility to, to. He's trying to serenade teach you, them. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to serenade teach teach this mic right closer yeah. <laughs> to my voice right here so you can hear me. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Um, but, yeah, it's it's our responsibility to, to basically inform our kids. Yeah, of, of the, you know, not just the great in the world, but the ugly, too. Yeah. Um, so that they're not shocked. It's a lot mm -hmm. of ugly exactly. out there. When they get exactly. there, you know what I mean? It's have those ugly. have those tough conversations. Um, the conversations maybe we didn't get as children, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. about the monsters in the real world. Exactly. And the uh, the bad that can happen. Life is unforgiving. Exactly. <coughs> Absolutely. Life is and very uh, unforgiving. I, I make sure my daughter understands what things are going on. You know, I don't try to sugarcoat it. Yeah. I, of course, I make it sure, make sure it's a way that she can interpret it. I'm, I'm going to speak to her language so yeah. she can understand it. Yeah, of course. But I'm not going to downplay it just because she's a child. Everybody always uses that. Oh, they're just a kid. They're yeah. just a child. But okay, they're just <coughs> a child, but they're going to be an adult. Right. Yep. They're going to become an adult. So make sure you know how to feed them the knowledge that they need to know. So when they become an adult, it's not a surprise. It's not a, a slap in the face for mm -hmm. them. And I mean, that's a big, a big mark that a lot of families tend to miss. I think that's the I think that's the good thing about coming from humble beginnings, um, you know, not not so privileged. Basically, going through the tough times, the hard times, having those struggle meals, right? Had a lot of those, mm -hmm. right? Speaking, oh, yeah. of, speaking of food, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I used to I used oh, to yeah. throw I used to just throw stuff together when I was a kid. You know, my mom was out working hard to to provide for us, uh, my brother and sister who are 12 and 14 years older than me. So they're, they're doing their own thing. You know, they're mm -hmm. teenagers. Mm -hmm. So I'm a kid. I, I, they're, they're watching me, right? <laughs> but I'm kind of in Quote charge unquote. of feeding myself, you know? Right. And I'm, All like, right. looking around. I got some Ritz crackers. I got some jelly. I'm like, I think I'm going to make a little something. Get it together. Jelly Ritz sandwiches, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or, mm -hmm. or, or just a piece of bread and then go back outside and run around and burn it off you know what i mean have fun as a kid <laughs> I, I explored a lot yeah, alone uh, you know what i mean yeah, or with uh, friends yeah in the woods you know what i mean i, I feel like kids nowadays don't doing in the woods man building <laughs> forts <laughs> building, building forts, forts and exploring you know what i mean being a being a little boy 
was fun, you know, riding my bike, building dirt jumps, you know, and so hurting myself. Hey. So you were doing Stranger Things before Stranger Things. Oh, for sure, right? yeah, hey. yeah. That's in that. So like, shout out to Stranger Things. Yeah, shout out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's I mean, the I nostalgia, right? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. like so they they play into our nostalgia now with with shows. I feel. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of '80s and '90s based, you know, yeah. TV shows and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll watch them because of that. You know, yeah. like oh man, I remember when. You know, like I remember oh, for that. Real. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of makes me feel old, but <laughs> it kind of does because of the fact of all the technology that these kids have nowadays. So you know, it's crazy. It tends to see you tend to see less children outside playing. My right. kid, my kid's Being not even two. Active. She's not even two. She knows how to swipe up when a message comes. Really? And like yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how like <laughs> they're just like already they adapting. already know. Yeah, already adapting to mm-hmm. what society. And like imagine the know. the technology that's gonna be around when she's oh, yeah. my age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah. It's crazy. oh yeah, big it's gonna, time. It's gonna outpace us for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna outpace. Yeah, us. I'm and then we'll be the curve. You know, yeah. I know. I don't. I don't want to be the way you know. Some like the baby boomer generation. You know they. They struggle with, you know, Apple, Apple ID passwords. Yes, I don't ever want to be that person. Yeah, I don't ever want to be that person. But either. I get it, though. I yeah. get it, too, because, you know, both of us worked at Apple at one point. Uh-huh. So we understand, like, yeah. you know, you it's not that you're annoyed at all. It's just kind of like, man, like, like, this is pretty simple. So, yeah, it's pretty simple to us. But, yeah, like, man, the, the fact of the matter that technology outpaced them that much. Yeah. That they like <coughs> just got their first smartphone like months ago. Exactly, and, and we were, like, we were on that threshold. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that yeah. you know before technology into technology mm-hmm. time period where it was you know playing outside, corded phone at home, mm-hmm. caller ID box. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I remember that. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And Dang. you look and you're like, Nah, I don't uh, want to talk to nah. you. Right. 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 <laughs> before that, you just got to answer and be like, Hello. Who is this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's number. calling? Ron number? <laughs> Real quick. Who are you looking uh, for? Uh, Ron yeah, number. number. <laughs> yeah, Cold yeah, calling man. was a main thing back then. Like, oh, no, yeah. Like, no. yeah. Cold calling was a thing. It was a very big thing. Now you got screeners, uh, spam likely, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Everything. Kind of makes it hard mm-hmm. for, for people that are in the, you know, we, we do cold calling yeah. in, in our profession. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they're hot leads, basically, you know. And, uh yeah, there's people that are just like, oh, yeah, I'm on a do not call list. You know, I can sue you. For this. <laughs> they have lawyers out there that can sue you, that yeah. will try to sue you yeah. if you call. And it's yeah. like, man, so it, <coughs> the way technology like has moved forward. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Don't, I don't know what I don't know what it is that they can sue you for. I guess harassment, possibly. But um, yeah, we have technology. The technology moving forward has actually given us, um, you know, programs and uh, call tools that will. Um, basically screen for people that are on those do not call lists, okay. mm-hmm. which is really cool because uh, it keeps us out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And then it also pushes us toward customers who are actually looking for our product. Right. Um, so then we inform them, start a meeting, set up a meeting, engineering, and uh, we go, you know, move forward from there. Yeah, and then work to close, yeah. work to close the deal. Yeah. The pros and cons of technology. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely there. Absolutely. All right, but uh, let's uh switch over back into the, the podcast here, y'all. No. <laughs> 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 here <laughs> channel. Feel like I keep, we're uh, back in the tasteful living, ladies and gentlemen, tasteful living. And uh, we're going to hit the next category mm-hmm. with some humble pie. Humble pie. Would you like to introduce this humble pie here? <sighs> Seeing as you've been doing such a great jo- job at hosting, John, I feel like and the computer's <laughs> on your side. Probably, uh, <laughs> you should probably go ahead and dive into presenting Humble Pies. 
Okay, we, we got it, it right here. Hold on, hold on. It does. He's true. He's true. I do have it over here. I'm sorry. John has it literally the other side of the room. I got it over here. I should have had some stuff printed out, but uh, but anyways, we learning here. We learning here. What can you your attribute or attribute? I'm sitting there. I can't even talk right. Attribute. Maybe I should have presented this. See, this what I'm talking about. I can't. I'm. I need to eat, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This the sushi is sitting right here. Yeah. Take another bite, man. Yeah. Take another bite. You want to go ahead? I'm not going here. This place computer on. Hold on. Let me do this right here. Yeah. Just place it to me. We gonna we gonna swish this around here. I got you. Careful now. Easy. I eat it now. I eat it like easy there, laddie. You might as well be out of this. All right, all right. So humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> now that we had we, a little uh, pause right now there. Now <laughs> pause welcome there. back. Welcome back. Yeah, humble pie. What can you attribute to your level of humility in this thing we call life? I mean, life is humbling. Man. Talk to him again. <laughs> right? That's, that's, that's very, very life true. Life itself, hey. itself is humbling every day. Um, but what's really humbled me as of lately, you know, as of late, right, the past couple years at least almost, my daughter. Mm-hmm. The, it, I think literally my, my brain has been rewired um, to be a provider and an example. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say that is the, the main cause for uh, my humility she's uh she's my why my reason you know mm-hmm. to live and to do better and to do well you know and uh, to be the example of what she's going to want for herself when she's older you know what I mean whether it's treatment by her significant other or um, or or um, work ethic or uh, Whatever, whatever it may be, I just want to be that best example for her. So she's definitely humbled me. That's good, man. Definitely. That's good. Having having a little girl is tumbling. <laughs> I don't right. know how it would have been if I did have if I had a little boy. Right? That, was, that was different, man. <laughs> you know, I, just, I, mean, I remember when we, when we all went to Padre, man. I know. And then that it was the road that we see now. <laughs> very, very different. That was pre baby. Yeah, this man is definitely more. Uh, more comes off more very rounded. much more worldly. Uh, which I appreciate too, because yeah. I mean, you always want to be motivated in you know different capacities, and you know this conversation alone is really motivating for me. So, you know, whenever you know God blesses me with a little girl, you know, be a, a girl dad, uh-huh. I hope to make the the evolutionary jump that y'all yeah. young men have made. So that's uh that's humbling. For I've sure. actually I've always like I've always like shown praise like to other people about how you've raised Lisa. Appreciate like, that. Yeah, oh, and that's sure. like the example that. You know, I, I try to strive toward with raising my kid, too. Right. Oh, man, he's going to make me want to cry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I definitely, you know, um, my daughter definitely changed my life for sure. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, having a, a, a child in general yeah, should change yeah. a person's life. Absolutely. But being a man and being a man that, you know, would have passed – that uh, you know, mm-hmm. I lived my life, mm-hmm. you know, type John, of path. John just gave everybody <laughs> the emoji <laughs> smile that's like the mischievous one. Uh, I know for those who are just listening on Apple, you know, Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify, I just want to go ahead and give that visual description of what 
John Kelly just did. Uh, so man. just putting it out there for I'm everyone. Hey, you guys all know the emoji that I'm talking about. The, the details on that one is definitely the NA version. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's 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 what comes with um, having a daughter. I, at least I think, and I hope for most men who have daughters, they they want to. I mean, yeah, man. For men that have daughters that aren't, you know, I hope you're listening to this. You know, yeah. step up to the plate. Yeah. yeah, be the be be what you want for your daughter. Exactly. You don't want to do the same things that you might be doing to a woman that could be negative mm-hmm. to a woman. You don't want that same thing to be happening to your daughter. Right. So that is an eye opener right there for you. Absolutely. Right. right. And also to to the young men out there, older men, whatever the case may be, who are in a relationship that want to that want it to progress to a point where, <coughs> you know, you do build a family. You want to make sure you're setting that precedence now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's a quote that you know I share with Rocha um, that I posted that was really really humbling in terms of making sure that. You have to make sure you love and live a life within yourself that you want to be reflected in your partner. So it's important to do those kind of things to make sure that you set that foundations and, you know, shore up those kind of things that when you do take the opportunity to make that leap into fatherhood, mm-hmm. creating a family, everything's already in place and the examples become the, the examples that you've set are just become habitual mm-hmm. from that point. So Love yourself. Yes, sir. Hey, for sure. Always. It all starts with yourself. We all know John loves himself as well. (laughs) But anyway, let's go back and stick. Let's stick to the topic. Uh, (laughs) Next segment. (laughs) Next. Hey, 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 you open. You open the door. (laughs) With the emoji. It's okay to love yourself. It's good to love yourself. Because everything starts with you. Here we go. It does. Talk to him. Everything starts with you. You can't expect somebody to fix you. You have to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. So everything starts in you. Yeah, I love charge. myself. I love the man that I am. And I'm proud to be that. Absolutely. And yeah. Absolutely. My daughter is definitely loving the fact of me being her father. She yeah. says that. And you can see that. And, you, and the thing is, you can see that she will look for that in another man. Mm-hmm. So everything that I present to her, whether how I treat my woman how I do treat my mother, how I treat people in general, really, she will see that and seek that within herself, too. Mm-hmm. So that is always the biggest thing to set that example. And But, again, it, it starts with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to be happy to be in your own skin mm-hmm. and Absolutely. set a great example. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they can pick up on it. Oh, yeah. I see, I see what... I mean, she's she's a parrot right now. I swear, like anything and everything we say, I gotta watch my mouth, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, she's you know repeating everything we say. Mm-hmm. And uh, smart young girl. They're I mean they're they're sponges. You know what I mean? They see and they feel your vibe, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's very important to to watch to be on your p's and q's. Oh yeah, around That's a little time. one. You know big what time. I mean? oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, with that being said, uh, let's move into the next segment, um, which I actually like a lot. It's going to be the peaches and cream Ooh, segment. And cream. Doesn't that make you yeah, want to sit up in your chair? Right. Serenade your mic. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Serenade <laughs> Let me. Put a little one twelve <laughs> action in here. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, don't be knocking one twelve. We're gonna oh, keep referencing. Bro, I love one twelve. Really though. Shout out to one twelve, man. Shout out always. But always. in terms <laughs> of peaches and cream. Um, 
pretty much is going to switch it on you. Is there anything that you want to ask in terms of, you know, a question of choice to speak on anything that you feel um, our listeners would love to hear in terms of, you know, any topic that you feel right now is very, that resonates with you a lot, that you feel it provides a message that we can provide to our viewers? Um, basically, I mean, so this podcast, right, Tasteful Living, what inspired that? Anybody ask y'all that? I'm, I'm gonna let him start it off because yeah, Mecca was the the true beginner of the pocket, the thought of even yeah. creating a podcast. He, he planted to the seed. He, he planted the seed. He planted the seed. You know, I think it's important though to, even though I planted the seed, it's good to have you know solid people around you to mm-hmm. help you know kind of bring that idea to life. But for me, the thought process r- behind tasteful living was really motivated by the fact that you know. Obviously, people listen to iMusic, Apple Music all the time. Mm-hmm. iTunes is such a big deal. Um, and then podcasts became something that was that created um, an opportunity for people to kind of really speak their mind. And I was like, you know, what can we do to create a platform where we have our voices heard, but it also is able to connect with a multitude of different people? And for me, it was always really focused around the origin of, family gatherings, um, events that we had, my culture. And I was like, you know, you know, food is such a big aspect of it in addition to so many other key themes, whether it be respect, um, whether it be, you know, brotherhood, whatever the case may be, however you relate or whatever words you connect with your culture, with your family. Um, I just felt like, you know, we just needed something to kind of touch base on that. And I was like, you know, the best opportunity for that at the dinner table or mm-hmm. at the lunch table and you know just kind of made me kind of recollect um on different scenarios in my life where i was like man dude like just small things for example like i know i talk about it all the time but like my dad asking me to move back home you know to you know pursue physical therapy like you know I'm, you guys know me i was working full-time mm-hmm. two jobs sometimes three in san antonio for taking real, night classes doing life grinding you know yeah. what i'm saying so for me when he asked me that, um, you know, and my dad's really very family oriented. I mean, we had me and my dad have gotten so much more closer now. Like, I'll I'll do anything for my pops, man. But it's one of those things where, just those words. And I tell my mom too the same thing. I was like, if it wasn't for dad telling me that, who knows where I would be right now? You know, the fact of the matter, like, you know, come home, and, you know, pursue your career. But the main point of why I brought that up is because. My dad was the one at the beginning of every week or at the end of every week would go to Sam's, buy groceries for us to be able to come and cook and eat throughout the week. And that is how I was able to sustain a consistent diet where it was like, okay, I was eating, you know, good healthy, you know, jasmine rice, broccoli, chicken, or whether it be, you know, spaghetti one night, it could be barbecue ribs another night. But the biggest aspect of that all is that my pops provided the resources at the end, at the end of every week to begin the next week and seeing that habit be being created, seeing how a, a father leads a family, seeing how he understands in order to be successful during the week, you have to make sure that you have the proper nutrition mm-hmm. to be able to last throughout the week. Yeah. So that was something that really motivated me to really talk and create this idea. I was like, you know, food is such a central part of people's development. It's something that we all need to mm-hmm. you know, be able to survive. Mm-hmm. So I really thought that, you know, why not? 
you know, why not create something, a podcast where we talk about that and we want to bring guests on that we felt, you know, not only they're doing their thing with their families, doing their thing in their career, but why not touch base and let them have a level of nostalgia where they can reflect back and say, hey, this experience with my family or with my loved one is what created the person that you see before you today. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of really my, I know it's kind of long and drawn out, but I feel like for me, that was the reason why I thought so deeply about the concept of tasteful living yeah. mm-hmm. and really felt like it was just something that was different, something that was fresh, um, something that really could intrigue someone's thought process that while they listen to us speak on our experiences, mm-hmm. they take the time as well, subconsciously or not, to be able to reflect on the meals that they've had with their family members or the meal that they didn't have yeah. and how those experiences affected who they are today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of just a... I like the concept. Yeah. Oh, concept yeah. No, I really sure. Yeah. I mean, I, like for me, it was... I sat back and was already trying to think of something to present food mm-hmm. in general. You know, I love to cook. Um, I've always heard from other people, oh, you should do a food truck. You should do this. You should do that with your food. Granted, I still haven't done something of that form. Mm-hmm. That's just not the direction I exactly wanted to go in at this particular point in time of my life. So presenting it in this matter where we can talk about it, connect with somebody on, on the show, and dive into how food connected to a memory for them is was a was a great aha moment for me really where connecting with people in general out there with our viewers with our listeners being able to really touch bases with them because food is such a center piece to life in general that's part of again our six senses you know what i'm saying so anything of that form and me loving to cook and be able to present that and talk about things, sit here and be, you know, talk with somebody and dive in and learn more about them and they be able to, you know, express how their upbringing was and it could reach people anywhere around the world that are listening that it could help them in their situation. Yeah. And I'm always about helping people. That's a, that's a big part right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm always wanting to hear people out and try to give a advice and try to give uh, my a good point of view, an unbiased point of view at yeah. that mm-hmm. to help them in their journey of life as well because everybody's journey is different. Yep. You got to understand that. Yep. So this podcast alone helped that platform and it's going to grow and be so much more than what it is right now. And I and we both see that. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing for tasteful living in, in general. So, man, that's... Humble beginnings. Yeah. Humble beginnings, baby. Humble beginnings, yeah, for sure. It is a humble beginning. For, for sure. 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 So yeah, that's that's always a move, but no, that was a great question though. Uh, yeah, that made me question. actually really think. I was like, you caught me off guard <laughs> with that question. I was like, dang, I didn't mm-hmm. think about it. <laughs> like, hold like, on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So so just to kind of wrap up, because I know we're getting close to time, um, I definitely want to take the opportunity now to jump into a poll question um, that we had on our tasteful living podcast. Or are we gonna hold that off? Or are we gonna? We're what, actually what gonna. Th- we're, were we're we thinking about doing that, or were we thinking about holding off? Uh, we're because we can hold off because I, I actually liked what we talked about off air in terms of creating a mini yeah, kind of yeah, deal yeah. for that so we can hold off on that but I just didn't know we're going to hold off on okay. this one okay right. I just right. want to bring it up All right. ladies and gentlemen you are going to hear this uh, hear one uh, previous to this particular episode uh, you will hear uh, that 
particular category that we got going on for Food for Thought Wednesdays. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys already have heard it, um, but definitely it's going to be uh, a part of the podcast and it's going to continue on. And we'll try to be more consistent with it. Yep. We, you know, every now and then we might have to skip an episode, but we are going to add in a little bit more. So we are going to touch bases with this new part that we're going to present uh, coming in on Freestyle Fridays is we're going to connect with y'all. And with that Food for Thought Wednesday, whatever poll question we put out there, we guys want you guys to interact with it, you know, Give us your opinion, whether it you know it's a yes or no, or whether it's an actual full answer. Like we want to hear it out, so we can talk about it directly with y'all on Freestyle Fridays. Yep. That's going to be coming pretty soon here, and uh, we're gonna get that running for y'all. Cool. So then we'll go ahead and um, jump into the next one, which is going to be a topic that we call cleansing the palate. Uh, mm-hmm. So biggest thing for that, it's going to be focused around uh, again food for thought. Uh, what are some thoughts for our listeners? You feel sh- that they should know um, or utilize into in today's society? What are, what are some important aspects that you feel like, or just tools in general, that you feel like people that are listening in right now should utilize in today's society? I, f- I feel, I feel like, I feel like people have gotten meaner, like out of, out of touch with, um, with just being kind to your fellow man. Hmm. Man, um, say that again. Right? Because so, I'm going <coughs> to let you go in your flow here. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that statement. No, yeah. but yeah, no, say that again. Say that again. So, so it, and I don't, I don't mean to say it in a negative way, mm-hmm. but with technology, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're talking about with the progression of technology. We've become somewhat, I feel we've become somewhat detached from just each other right we're we've never been so close and so quick to be able to contact one another but so far away from each other oh man right that's heavy yeah that's true that's, what, that's very, what i feel like heavy. i I'm, I'm guilty of not checking in with with close friends or family um it's something that i've struggled with i, I don't know why uh, it's it's something that I, I definitely try to work on so from time to time i do check on that friend that you know it, when someone's like kind of heavy on your mind for some reason mm-hmm. or you have a dream or something you know i check in try to check in at least um, self-aware yeah <laughs> try not to be too busy to uh to check in on your loved ones you know um i had heard something about i don't know where i heard it or read it um but <coughs> talks about it's basically something about how like you think you have um you know x amount of years with a loved one right say your parents you're like oh you know i got at least 10 more years 20 more years with my parents you know i'll see them it's like no you actually have if you only see them once a year you have 10 more visits with your parents with your loved ones Mm -hmm. the people you care about especially if they live in another state or something, you know? So checking in with people is important, um, I feel. You know, if, if you're not going to be able to see somebody, at least have that conversation, at least have that FaceTime call, that text message, you know, how you doing, how you been? Check in on people. Mental health is uh, it's a big thing. 
right now. Oh yeah, big so time. it's a big struggle for a lot of people right now. Well, that's going to be another another big topic to talk about on a, another episode. Oh, for sure. Status for sure, but yeah. right now, what is going on? Let the people know what is going on. What to expect from Michael Rochek. And the future is to come. <laughs> what is to expect? Um, so oh, here in the Dallas area. Yeah, in Dallas I'm, a, I'm in area. Dallas now. Uh, I made the I made the jump. Um, so I have. I can do a little plug here. Yeah. Plug it out. <laughs> I do have um, handy mics in San Antonio that I'm currently trying to um, keep going. You know, as I'm here in San Antonio, or here, I'm here in Dallas. I'm trying to keep it, you know, keep the momentum with it. The one thing that I've prided myself on is that I've never had to advertise or market that business. It's uh, always been word of mouth or um, recommendations, you know, um, (coughs) between customers, you know, and uh, that that is the best marketing, Mm -hmm. you know, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, People referring you, referrals is great. Sustainable market too. Um, But I'm here in Dallas now working with a really good friend of mine, one of my best friends, um, Michael Jenkins. Um, He's the co-owner of American Sun Solar. Um, So I'm here doing solar. I'll be in a position of, uh, a salary position of uh, project managing and um, quality uh, assurance. Right, so going to job sites, making sure everything's straight. Um, solar panels are put on properly. You know, we're going to pass inspection when the city comes. Um, but I'll also be on the sales side as well, and um, that's what I've been here training on and uh, learning. I've learned a lot. You know, learning a lot, and I'm excited for the future because it's uh, you know, solar's a it's a huge industry. We're about to pass, surpass. I think we are. We have, or we are about to surpass uh, California. In, in solar solar sales, you know, so that's big, y'all. That's, that's big, big. that's a huge really market. It's a really big market. Really big market. So yeah. Shout out to that right there yeah. for sure. Dallas is uh, it's a great market for us. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna start wrapping this up here. Any shout outs that you want to throw out, man? Anyone out there you want to throw some love to, real quick? <laughs> uh, I love you, mom. Hey. <laughs> Moms, moms, yeah. Mama Rocha. Oh yeah, hey, much yes. love going your much way. Much love, Mama Rocha. Yep, for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is tasteful living. Absolutely. This Absolutely. is John Kelly. Yes. Michael Rocha. <laughs> Hungry Michael, Michael Rocha. <laughs> Hungry <laughs> Michael Rocha. <laughs> and this is simply Mecca. Simply Mecca. <laughs> simply Mecca. One thing I want to do is actually do a closing remark, uh, and this is a quote. Definitely uh, said by the great Will Smith. Life is not about the amount of breaths you take. It's about the moments that take your breath away. So live, laugh, and love, y'all. We out. Out of there. (laughs) Y'all have a good one.